Hey team, welcome to Rewriting Wellbeing, the teacher's health podcast, the show that helps you thrive and not just survive both in and out the classroom. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are doing really well today and I hope you've had a great week so far. But no matter what this week has thrown at you, hopefully the next few minutes are going to be a little bit of time for you, a little bit of solace. And hopefully I'm going to leave you with something positive to ponder as we go into the weekend or any time of week whenever you're listening to this. I've triple checked my microphone this week. I am pretty sure it's plugged in. So hopefully the audio quality of this episode is going to be a lot better than the last one. So today I want to talk to you about something that's been coming up an awful lot in coaching calls this week. And this is the struggle of giving ourselves our own permission, you know, allowing ourselves to do or sometimes even think something. Now, alongside the other mindset barriers like the negativity bias, perfectionism and short term mindsets, I would say that giving ourselves our own permission is one of the biggest blockers that I see for teachers who are wanting to make a change with their health. Now, we're going to think about it today with a practical example, and we're going to put it alongside what we call the readiness to change cycle. Now, if you're not familiar with this, don't worry, we're going to work through it together. But we're going to kind of work through the cycle and we're going to pin it to some really practical examples that I think you're really going to resonate with. So let's start at the very, very beginning. Something's not quite right. You don't know what, but there's there's like a misalignment, if you like. You're just not happy with something in one or more areas of your life. Now, If at this point you don't give yourself permission to sit with that feeling, to think about it, to explore it, you won't even move past here. Now, this is what we call the pre-contemplation stage. And I think as teachers, so many of us are stuck here, like I say, in either one or more areas of life. We know something's not quite right, but it's so uncomfortable to sit with those feelings that we, we shut them down, we bottle them up and we push them to the back of our minds. But the truth is, the lesson you need to learn is behind the door you don't want to open. And that's really difficult, right? It's literally our brain's job to keep us feeling safe, to keep us comfortable, to steer us away from any discomfort or pain. You know, we've literally got a machine in our heads right now that is gonna direct us towards the easy route at any given opportunity, even if that means taking us further down a path towards maybe unhappiness or unhealthiness. Our brains can't can't get their heads around our brains can't think they can't conceptualize long periods of time or you know this idea that small daily actions are going to compound to create a change that we probably don't want in a lot of cases maybe it's with how we talk to ourselves maybe it's with what we eat maybe it's with how we manage our stress but we know that it's like putting a brick in a wall every time that we we stack a brick we, we're adding to that kind of change you know we're casting a vote for being that kind of person we're going down one of two paths either the way we want to go or the way we don't want to go so for example let's just say that someone is struggling with emotional eating and for that person it's going to be much easier for them to look at a quick fix or a fad diet maybe to sort of force themselves into exercise or even just to sit there and beat themselves up. That's going to be easier for the brain instead of facing the uncomfortable fact that maybe that person needs to think about how they're managing their stress. Maybe they need to set better boundaries or maybe their romantic relationship might need some working on. Perhaps they even have some deeper level trauma that they need to work through. So instead of that, the brain is going to keep them safe. But often safe is going to mean stuck. 
Now, let's move on to the next stage. Let's say that that person does sit with those feelings, they do explore them, um, and they find themselves settling on a reason or two as to why they feel the way they do. So they're starting to think about actually making a change. They're in what we call the contemplation stage. So we've gone from pre-contemplation to contemplation. They, they kind of know where they are now. But if at this stage, the person doesn't give themselves permission to draw a line and to make a decision to change, they're going to stay stuck thinking about what they want to do, but never actually determining that they'll do it. So they'll be stuck in what we call the determination stage. They'll never actually reach the end of that stage. They'll stay stuck knowing what's wrong, knowing they want to change, but never actually giving themselves the permission to do so. Finally then, and this is a place that I see so many people get stuck. I see people reaching a point where they mostly know what's wrong. They know the change they want to make and they've decided that enough is enough. You know, they've gone through pre-contemplation, contemplation and now determination. And they often reach out, they send me a message or maybe it's one of the keywords from a post like the word thrive. And they're, they're basically asking me for information about what we do and, and how I can support them. But once again, at this stage, they don't give themselves permission to move to the next one. And they basically stay stuck between contemplating that they want to make a change and determining they want to make a change. So they're always thinking about, yeah, I kind of I do want to change. OK, right. Tomorrow I'll start Monday. I'll get going. But they never actually take action. So they get stuck between those two stages. They never actually take action on it because when we take action, it means giving ourselves the ultimate permission. And that is the permission to try and the permission to make mistakes, which is inevitable. Something about us as teachers, we encourage children to make mistakes, we promote a growth mindset, but somewhere along the way, we stop giving ourselves that same kindness and compassion to fail and to, you know, to fail forward and to get feedback and to make mistakes. We stop telling ourselves that that is okay. We literally preach it to the children every single day, but when it comes to us, we're, we are not that kind to ourselves. Now, if what I've already said today has resonated with you, please listen really carefully for this next part. And it might be a little bit difficult to swallow. You are the only person who can give yourself permission. I'll say that again. You are the only person who can give yourself permission. It's one of those things that absolutely no one else is able to do for you. It has to come from within. Now, it won't be easy. It's going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to feel quite alien. And that's because it's a skill that you haven't practiced maybe ever in your life. Now, if you find yourself always helping others first, putting their needs above your own, maybe even people pleasing, it's likely that you've never really given yourself permission to have your needs met. So, of course, it's going to feel really selfish. It's going to feel self-indulgent, maybe even a bit self-centered or egotistical. You might even experience these sort of limiting beliefs crop up like, you know, I just don't have time. This person needs me more. Um, I'm not the kind of person who does this. I don't deserve to. You know, I can't stick to anything. It's just not who I am. You know, these sorts of limiting beliefs that quite often crop up. Now, as you know, I like to make sure that I always give you something tangible and practical that you can go away and implement. It's great to talk about this kind of stuff and hopefully already just listening to what we've been talking about today has given you a bit of a penny drop moment or at least got you thinking a little bit deeper about how you're feeling. But I want to give you a small step by step process to help you start giving yourself permission. Now, I'm going to preface this. This isn't going to be an overnight fix. We're talking about literally rewiring your mindset, changing 
your identity, changing who you are. Now, this isn't going to be something that's going to take six weeks. It's going to be something that takes months and years. But if you can commit to the process, if you can give yourself the permission to commit to the process, this is going to be much, much easier. So first of all, we want to build awareness. Now, we know that awareness is the first step in any kind of behavior change. We, we just can't change something that we're not aware of. So the first thing I want you to do is think about what it is you want to give yourself permission to feel, think, or do. Like, really think about it and write it down. What would you love to give yourself permission to do? What is it that you want to change? What thoughts or feelings do you want to be able to sit with? What conversations do you want to have? What do you need permission to do? Next then, I want you to focus on why giving yourself permission is so hard and why your needs always seem to slip down the priority ladder. So maybe you were made to feel like your needs weren't important when you were younger and someone always had to come before you. Have you learned somewhere along the way that if you put others first, you don't need to look inward and face those uncomfortable feelings? You know, if you're always busy you know, taking care of others, you haven't got any time left to look behind that door and face that uncomfortable feeling that you need to. Is it a fear of failure? Have you maybe always been a bit of a high achiever or the opposite and really struggled at school and now facing failure feels really paralyzing for you? So think about why you struggle to give yourself that permission and really go into it because when we know what we want to give ourselves permission for, when we know why we struggle to do so, we can move on to the third step. Now, finally and thirdly, I just wanted you to choose a minimal effective dose model of the thing that you want to give yourself permission for. So what this means is to choose the smallest, smallest possible version of that thought, emotion, act, habit, whatever it is. So for example, if it's giving yourself permission to leave school early and have some time for you before you go home and serve others, could you leave school just literally five minutes earlier and celebrate that win when you do it? If it's leaving your partner or maybe leaving your kids at home to have some alone time, could you start with literally taking a five minute breather outside the house? If it's permission to make a change or giving yourself permission to make mistakes, how about you scale it right back so it feels like it's such a small step that you're 99% sure you're going to be successful at it and that fear of failure starts to surpass a little bit. Then what we want to do over time is begin to build up this level of permission that you're giving yourself. Celebrate your wins and successes when they happen. Really focus on the make, celebrating you a bit of a ritual. And again, this is going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel a little bit self-indulgent. It's going to feel a little bit silly, maybe. But you don't need to do it in front of anyone else. You can do it very privately to begin with if you want to. But really make celebrating your wins a bit of a ritual. And this way, you're going to start to practice the routines and that's going to help you to rewire the brain. And you're going to start to cast the votes for being the type of person and having the identity of someone who gives themselves permission. So team, I hope today has been really useful. If this has resonated with you, I'd love to hear your feedback. And hopefully that really small step-by-step model is going to give you something practical that you can take away this weekend and begin to put in place. Permission is going to be the first step in any kind of change, no matter what it is. And just to leave you with that quote from the beginning, the lesson you need to learn is behind the door you don't want to open. Take care and I'll catch you soon.